0: This is a real-life, real-time business adventure.
1: With two people from completely different worlds with a very big idea.
0: Meet Steve. He's fresh from the corporate world. A seasoned technology and people leader who's jumped heart-first into the crazy world of being an entrepreneur.
1: Then there's Emma, who's never been employed in her life. She spends most of her time proving the point that you can be a successful grown-up without taking yourself too seriously.
0: Together, they're brave enough to believe they can disrupt the mindset of millions. Starting with nothing but a big vision, the rest they'll figure out as they go along.
1: Ready, steady,
0: shit!
1: Welcome to episode four. Last week, Emma and Steve lost a bit of their collective mojo and fell quite out of sync. This week, by staying open, honest and in the mindset of trust, they're trying to reset, realign and re-energise. Let's go. Hello, Emma. Good morning.
0: Hey, welcome to very sunny Mallorca today. It's beautiful. It's freezing cold, so you can kind of get your breath. I see your breath in the air, but it's so crispy and gorgeous. And if it's like, how's the weather in Bristol this morning?
1: In Bristol, it is overcast, it's grey, grey England skies, it's seven degrees, uh, nine o'clock on a Saturday morning. And um, if you look outside, it, it's not particularly inspiring, if I'm honest. <laughs> like,
0: That's all right, you've got me on the other end of the video. Uh, exactly. <laughs>
1: Just look at the screen instead. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I was just saying I've got some um, brand new glasses because the thing about getting older is suddenly your glasses stop working and I noticed that I could see things better without them than with them and I thought that's not right. So I went to get them checked and I've got really funky eyes. I've got one that's quite good and one that's really rubbish. <laughs> so I got like, it's like two different people in my head. It probably explains quite a lot of things. Anyway, Just picked up my new glasses, as you can see. And you know when you go in a glasses shop and you've got – it's quite overwhelming and everyone's trying them on and you're like, do they suit me? Do they suit me? Again and again and again. And and the ladies in the shop are normally pulling out ones. You're like, not in a million years, but don't want to offend you. And then luckily, um, I was with my lovely partner, Marcus, and he pulled this pair out. And I was like, that's the ones. And they're beautiful. Yves Saint Laurent, of course. I was like, thank goodness. That I found a pair that I'm really happy with, so here we are. Me looking intelligent. Good morning.
1: <laughs> They're looking great. Uh, it's probably a bit too too early, in our know, as we're just sort of sort of realigning and finding our, our rhythm to go in with a quote. But it did, the quote did come into my head, which. It's so funny that you talk about getting older and that like, your eyes start to go and your body starts to, you know, change and that sort of thing. I had a quote, I don't know who it was, I'll try and find it for the show notes, but it was like, Isn't it funny how as your eyes get weaker, you actually start to learn to see better in more of a general sort of sense? Wow, isn't that a that's great, that's isn't quite it,
0: profound, darling. I hope yeah. you've got that written down somewhere. That's really beautiful and it's so, so true. And, um, yeah, I was sitting there, um, Thinking, you know, I've, I'm feeling quite Im- immensely grateful today, like overwhelmingly. I'll try not to cry, but like, I think <laughs> for me, this whole journey of choosing to collaborate with people in my new projects that I've got on the table now was something I was very clear that I needed to do. And I was very clear about the people that I wanted to do it with. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not actually that experienced with being a full-time collaborator with anyone. So I would like to kind of say thank you for bearing with me. And I know I can be a bit of a runaway train because this is how I've momentumized everything I've ever done in my life. And I kind of get going and this surge of energy comes through me and I kind of, it kind of takes over. And it's been all well and good when it's just been me driving a project, and everyone else has just come on as either staff or or helped me out along the way. But the fact that I have taken people in every step, and I'm thinking, these poor people coming along on my runaway train, and I and I just want to say, if ever I feel like I'm running over you or running too fast or or not considering you in equally in the thing, it's just a habit of getting this and I can't tell you it's kind of like surges through me when I get energized on on things I'm excited about and that's why I have been able to make so many things happen and I know that doing it on my own is not the key that I want to do that's not how I want to do things anymore so I feel like kind of I'm although the process for me is familiar in how I visualize and then figure out what happens working with somebody through the entire process is actually very alien to me.
1: Mm. I have been quite used to collaborating, but of course this is obviously new for me in many, many ways. The process is new. You're new, just as I'm new for you. So learning how to collaborate with you is also a new thing. I've never, I've never collaborated with somebody uh, who's so, who just takes that step, like I said to you last week. And so it was just a wonderful moment of clarity this week, wasn't it? We shared a couple of those messages around the last episode we just landed. And I was like, oh, my goodness. It just hit me about about you're doing what you do. And that's worked for you in the past, hasn't it? I'm doing what I do. And that's worked for me in the past. And so this is almost part of the beautiful unfolding of how we figure out how to join forces to create something that's even better than what we could achieve on our, own. on
0: our own and I know. that
1: is a really exciting moment right there
0: it is and and I said it's it's almost um quite scary in a way because for me this is my version of unknown it you know actually doing stuff and making stuff happen and creating things I can do that with my eyes closed every day all day long but taking somebody else into consideration is not my strong point <laughs> And, I, and I'm so aware of it. And, and I'm my, my partner's picking me up and he's like, oh, my God, it's not just my way or the highway anymore. And, and it's kind of like quite hard work, but in a really nice way. It feels like a really good mm-hmm. process of becoming, you make me want to become a better person.
1: As <laughs> you do with me. Honestly, people in my network, in my um, world, are telling me not necessarily directly, but are saying things like effectively, Steve, you're, you're changing, you know, you're, you're taking steps more quickly than you did before. You're just, you know, it, I think that that your energy is infecting me in a really positive way. And if from what you're saying is happening in the same way around, then this is just why we're so right for each other right right now. And it is hard work, isn't it? Oh my God, it's hard work, but that's what growth and change is all about. It's not meant to be easy because if it was, more people would do it automatically. so it requires leaning in and really working hard at it. But like you said before, if you can stay in a in a place of trust and um knowing that we're pointing in the right direction at least, that hard work is worth it.
0: Oh, so yeah, that's that's so so lovely. I'm pleased that we're really on the same page with that because simultaneously to um getting my head around all this this new way of working, this this new thoughtful collaboration and trying to harness the runaway train energy inside me to no i don't want because i i get scared to pull the kind of brakes on the energy because i don't want to stop it because it is such a powerful force but at the same time i am aware that in the past i've run into things which i possibly would have been better off not doing if i'd taken the brakes just for a moment to consider the how that decision would affect me in six months, six years, whatever, to look at the bigger picture. So it it is kind of like I've got new lenses on in all respects. That's why the new glasses feels quite a profound um <laughs> example of I literally feel like you know when you're in they putting all those different lenses on you in the optician and 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 dropping them they've got fortunately those ones where they used to make you wear the big heavy glasses that gave you such a headache they were the worst but the technology here in Spain I don't know about in the UK now has got quite cool and they just bring over this kind of machine that flicks the slides through you don't actually have to wear 50,000 lenses on your nose it feels like it's going to break your face so I was quite I can it's all about the eye test today but I haven't had one in a while so it's all been quite new but one of the things that um it's been really big on my head this week and something that I'm starting to go back into production, creation, choreographing the experience that we want to make. And obviously, we've spoken in the week. I'm going to TEDx at the end of March. That's so and that, And just seeing, it was a friend, actually, Nicola Wills. She's a little bit of an influencer in Ibiza. She posted... Um, something about it and you know this is what I love about social media it brings you your attention to things you wouldn't necessarily have ever noticed if you stayed in your own little box and I just see stuff I flick through and I've got quite a cultivated feed so I don't see stuff that's upsetting or unnecessary I only follow people who motivate excite me or who I love so it's only ever filling me up with all the good stuff and I saw tedx through and and the date being literally like next month and i said oh my god for where we're at and in all my cockiness saying yeah it's going to be kind of like tedx but better i haven't actually been to a tedx before i've only got impressions from what i've seen um online and um so i i had that really strong urge i need to be there and not just be there for the day, but the entire experience. <clears throat> so I'm going for the evening dinner and the entertainment and just want to lap it up. And um, and, uh, and it's got me in the process of creating in my head the feeling of every part. And I want to tease our people and every point of connection with the people who sign up for our event. I want it to be a delicious experience so every email every connection every point of the customer journey from the moment that they see our marketing from the very beginning just uh, letting letting them know that this is going to be happening i want it just to be another level um just in i don't want any i don't want us to get lazy on these things and i think once between us we can establish all of those touch points and then obviously there's arriving at the venue and I think we I don't know if we've spoken about it on the podcast because it's something I think we were discussing before we decided to go live with our crazy idea I um always kind of wanted to use a lot of um, audio visual sound lighting experience stuff to take people as if they were walking from the matrix into the vortex and I want the whole day to be peppered with speech speeches speak talks really profound, powerful profound talks from the people we choose to shape the the experience we want them to go through on the day but also using musicians and music and and then i was thinking i can't get through a day without needing a nap so we can't really have nap rooms for say 100 people that's not really very doable but what we could do is keep them seated and do some beautiful reset meditation that you could do cultivate the experience and the benefits of having a nap without actually having it because I know after lunch I'm not at my full capacity to keep going I need to reset I'm quite highly charged from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep and the and I like to feel fully alert and I don't want people to be sitting there nodding off in the afternoon which is kind of the feeling you get if you've had some even a nice nourishing lunch and I think there's a capacity to how much you can take in. So where my head is at right now is imagining how we can create the ultimate experience and it's not just getting as many speakers on as we can and, it, and it's it's more about the feeling for the person from start to finish so they leave feeling refreshed and energised as well and not just, oh my God, I've just listened to far too I don't want people to get information overload.
1: Absolutely. this That was a, a lovely example of how creative your brain is emma right because you 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 went through a series of different topics in a really fluid way and you shared a lot of things about it sparked from tedx and it sparked from the point about if we want to be as good if not better than something that's already there like you said we've got to do our market research you know so go into that event i've just put a really boring gray label on it but that is essentially what it's for in our in our strategy, in the way in which we're going to bring our thing to life. But it is a critical step. It's essential that, we, that you go there. I'm gutted I can't come. I've got a prior commitment for that time. But I'm fortunate enough to have been to Mind Valley University last year. That was in July in Estonia. Um, never been there before. And I learned a lot about the um, way in which some of these events are put on. In actual fact, I think, it was way before our podcast, wasn't it? But I think we just started talking together about, about collaborating on this. And so I almost had an intention as I went there to learn what works well, what I think doesn't work well, what could be improved. And we've already spoken a bit about that, haven't we, behind the scenes? That was really fun to come back and share it with you. So I'm really excited to hear about your experience at TEDx and to discuss maybe on this platform um, in the podcast where we kind of sort of lean into improving it and then the way you then flowed from there into I could almost sense that you were there in your head you were almost there in this future vision imagining walking through into this event and going wow and that is the feeling that that we want to create I I could I could sense it that's really really fun really fun
0: yes exactly so that was this is this is the point of of us and I think this, this winds back a little bit to being in an ultimate state of noticing, of being calm enough that you're seeing things around you that you need to see, because I think there's signs all the time everywhere. And I think the, the problem with many is they are too busy and distracted. So they're not seeing these things that go point, 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 point,
1: boom definitely and it's hard to to avoid that distraction just because there's so much information coming at us all the time um what I wanted to say actually um about your visit to TEDx was how exciting is it going to be the people that you meet there and there's probably going to be somebody there or some bodies who can help us with our journey I say that because at Valley University I met a wonderful guy called Yacoub, who's a um French-Canadian um, and the reason why I'm here doing this podcast is because he and I had a conversation. He's got a podcast and he really inspired me to lean into doing something that's way outside my comfort zone. And that wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for meeting him, having a conversation with him and, um, just leaning into that and taking the action. So what i was saying, fast forward, it's quite exciting to consider who you're going to meet and bring along for the journey as part of that as part of that unfolding it's just so I'm, exciting
0: no i'm meeting people every day i don't go out and come back without meeting a new friend or and, <laughs> and literally i'm like marcus is like who did you meet today Oh, i've got another new friend there's gonna be so many people at my wedding in july because i keep meeting new people who i really instantly love oh my god, god <laughs> it's gonna be the best day so yeah i've really gone into um And and what's funny, I've started referring back to all the work I used to do in the live event space, the experiential marketing space. I was big in my first business in live events and experiential events and experiential marketing and making people feel a certain way in all different environments, many corporates, big banks, luxury brands, all of that. And I've been revisiting some of the stuff that I did all those years ago, starting in 2002 some of it was way ahead of its time but kind of reminding myself of the scale of knowing this stuff because it's been oh 15 years since I was in that industry so that's quite a significant amount of time and I haven't thought about it at all until now but this full circle has brought me back into um, remembering how I used to do what I did and obviously that's all past skills and past experience but I'm kind of tapping back into oh the things that I did and the and the tricks that I used to use in the really positive way so and just reconnecting to that old stuff which is now relevant again and I had a meeting yesterday with my music producer who I've been working with on my children's music project and obviously we parked we both have a few children's music projects, some of some are rolling, some are out on Sony, and, and some are parked for now just because the project needs the right person to, A, turn it into a TV product, da da da, da, da. and we're, we're both quite involved with other stuff right now. But it was interesting. I told him my new projects because we haven't spoken for quite a while, and he was super excited. He might even be coming to TED too because, again, oh, cool. many people hadn't heard about it since... I started talking about that's interesting. So we might come out, but he may also possibly be able to help us with some of the audio that I want to us to have. And mm. you remember I, I, sh- I shared him um my original inspiration for kind of the um the anthem for our event, which is Everybody's Free by Rosella. And I've spoken to Rosala. I've reached out to her. I was like, "Listen, we're we're we've got." And it was much looser. I don't think we even had the podcast then, so there was nothing to really show or say. And it was just like, "I've just got this idea." And and we had a bit of a chat. And I don't know how it can work, but I want to combine this feeling. This everything you say that everybody's free song is just says everything about what we want to do. Brothers and sisters together, we'll make it through. And it is just the most incredible message. So Evo was talking to me about we could possibly remix that, remaster it. What kind of vibe do you want? And then I said, well, this, George the poet did some amazing spoken word, and he's remixed the Everybody's Free. And again, the, the version I've got of that, because I thought – there's a fine line using music in between talks because you want to keep the energy so it leads into each other. You don't want to get everyone just, because you know when you go into too much of a kind of high dancey thing, you almost go to a different state where you don't really want to listen, you just want to kind of move around. And I think there's a time and a place for that, but we need to keep keep people so they're still in the receptive state to really listen. So
1: yeah, and, and there's also something about those those spaces between talks. You don't want to fill it with yet more like super high energy because that's actually the breather point, isn't it? That's that's the place where where Process. it for our brain. Yeah, exactly. So we wanna be we wanna get the vibe right. But I do love the idea of a of a, a remix version of, of that amazing song for our event. That that does excite me an awful lot. An awful lot.
0: And that's doable. And mm. you know, um you don't have to actually pay to do a remix. You don't. I thought that you had to pay the um, the writers. They just get a cut a, cop, a cut of the copyright once it's okay. been re released. Oh, so this is the fact that this is an opportunity, and we work really well together. Me and my producer, we've we've we have a great synergy. I mean the amount of stuff I've written for him and I can't actually sing, but I sing it to him. I write it, sing it to him on the toilet with what melodies in my head in the bathroom, just because the acoustics are good. And okay. he makes the most incredible stuff that's been played around the world in many languages that we've created for kids. So cool? coming, using that feeling and bringing it into this space for what we're doing feels just delicious. And um I was so, such a, such a, Oh, amazing meeting with him yesterday and I was kind of saying yeah I, reminding myself of all the thoughts we had at the beginning because I'm kind of trying to think what have we actually spoken about because there were so many scattered conversations earlier on with different people around different parts and this is where we're bringing everything into a package of being the actual thing that it is another True. thing that's on my head is um I want to start looking around for the venue here on Mallorca.
1: Mm. We've spoken about venues in the past, haven't we? We 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 started off with a wonderful vision for an amazing Mallorcan villa, mansion, helipads, all the all of the all the works. But I'm getting a sense that that's you were going to say something different.
0: Yeah, but only for capacity wise. Um, we'd have to keep it really quite small. And I think comfortably we couldn't really get more than 50 people in there max, which isn't quite enough to make it a viable event in a way. I've been, did you see I've sent you over the stuff on do lectures and the, they're the other company who are doing kind of an alternative Ted talk experience with speakers and experiences and, and events that email they've written, he's written about how he started and, and why he started and and he's kind of mastered the small event thing now how he's doing it doesn't appeal to me at all and it's it's very out in wales there's a tent there's a thing he's got like a nice wooden backdrop he's kind of gone quite country style chic with it which doesn't really appeal to me at all there's like a wooden lectern like a tree cut out with the thing it's gone it's kind of kind it's i think where we sit is kind of in between in a do you know what I mean I just energetically that was like I really appreciate what they're doing it's really really very strong but um mm. it's just given me even more scope for go wow <sighs> okay us is going to be like a rave it's going to be like talks on acid but in a really good way
1: I'm getting a real sense that um as we as we continue our own growth and our own um, um we're improving all the time with our own podcast vibe I'm beginning to get a sense that each of our future episodes could be something specific around the different topics we're doing, you know? So maybe next week's episode is exactly that. We can focus in on and by focus I don't mean constrain, but I mean have one topic which we which we build out.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I think that we kind of needed to land again in this place because yeah. we were finding our feet until now. And and it, it was a natural process, wasn't it? Because you uh-huh. kind of couldn't jump. And it was this is what I'm saying when I want to talk more about the power of people being aware and engaged with the world around them and not just caught up in unnecessary noise or unnecessary distractions. And
1: hmm. it's so important, isn't it? I had a conversation with my business partner and very good friend on one of my other benches this week. Now, we hadn't spoken for a couple of weeks. We get on, you know, we are both from the corporate world. He's still in it, Tom. Uh, and we we had an hour planned session to talk about our other business venture and to push it forward. But do you know what? We spent 50 minutes probably, so sort of all of the entire session, just realigning and resetting and just catching up on how we're doing and, and what's been going on, what's been coming up for us, talking about you know, becoming really aware of how we show up in the world. And we reflected at the end saying that was nothing to do with our business but it was absolutely essential to realign. And that's the power. I think that what we've done in the first few episodes is we've been, like you say, finding our feet very, very openly to share it on a podcast and quite intimately. You can almost see our growth curves as we go through the episodes. And it's so important, like you say, to be aware of ourselves and the world that we're living in and the impact we have on other people. Once we're aware of it, we can then accept it. And once we can accept it, then we went our superpower and that's when we can really, really make changes in, in the world.
0: It is. And, they, and I think that they, I was kind of uh, all caught up in the vibe of the, the original Thinkers Club last week because that was so much going on and all of the interviews with all the speakers. And I didn't have the capacity to really think outside that for a few days because it was quite consuming. But that's kind of landed now. We've done most of the interviews. The website landing page is up.
1: Wow it's exciting stuff
0: i've just knocked out all of the speaker pages just because that needs to be fully inputted and i haven't had the time to sit and do that yet but mm. there's there's an active animated homepage which is avail- available to the world which is really big that that but now i can think again about this it's just really you can feel the capacity when you see this when you're juggling your multiple projects sometimes things just have to take priority because they need that extra attention to crystallize to the next level and if you're too half half scattered across too many things you don't quite make the impact that you need to and I and I really feel when I'm at my capacity because I just can't go over there and think about that
1: yeah yeah, I'm the same. I've just, I've been asked to take a more active role in one of the tech leadership community calls that I, that I attend every two weeks. It's a fabulous group called the Curious Mindset. It doesn't sound anything like a tech group at all, is it? But it's definitely up my Sounds
0: street. very naughty. <laughs>
1: it does a little bit, doesn't it? Um, um, and so I've got some, some work to do with them. Swingers two. are us.
0: Yeah, sorry, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's quite funny i'll tag them in this <laughs> in this podcast and see if they if they uh if that resonates with them but yeah so to your point i've got another task which is in my mind thinking oh shit i've committed to that as well and and that's good it's, it's what i want to do it, it's aligns to to me and the message i want to bring into the world but you like you say if you take up you need to know yourself to know your limits to know what you can juggle at one time right
0: and you and, always need and, to push that quite far to to the edge until you know because it's silly to work underneath your capacity and you kind of have to keep layering on these things because if you've got the right cross section of exciting projects that are fulfilling different parts of you you feel at your maximum alive because you really are utilizing all of the bits and pieces that you've got and and it and it keeps you on your a game. So for me, this is why this cross section of projects is just amazing. And I knew when it just goes too much that it's like oh, sorry, head bursting. I need to, and I know I don't really have the capacity for very much more at this precise moment.
1: Yeah, well, that's good, Emma, because I'm the same. And I think that in terms of capacity, we probably hit our our time limit. So I just wanted to maybe wrap this up to come back to. Um, the message we started off with, um, I think we've reset, I think we've realigned. I think this has been a a beautifully energetic conversation. We've covered some interesting points. I've almost got a feeling that we should probably fast forward and deploy this episode out of out of step because it just feels like it just it flows really nicely from the one we just just launched. But I wanted to come back to you and say these collaborations they're going kind to of have ups and downs, right? As we're as we, as we we're two individuals, we're going to be in sync and fall out of sync sometimes. And knowing that that's okay gives us the opportunity to reset and re when we need to. And to come back to you, Emma, you said earlier that you're not very good at collaborating and it's really hard for you. Now, you've also talked about your wonderful synergy with your music producer and how you've worked with lots of different people over the years. So it seems to me that you are a collaborator, This is just a completely new, different type of collaboration. And that's an encouraging, exciting thought because you've got just what you need.
0: Thank you. Oh, my gosh, you make me smile so hard. Um, It's been beautiful talking to you today, Steve, and now we're going to float into the weekend feeling very happy and proud of us.
1: Me too, me too. You take care for now, and we'll speak again soon. Bye. You've been listening to Emma Boardman and Steve Maxwell on the Ready, Steady, Shit podcast. By sharing our journey, we want to show that anyone, including you, can achieve their dreams. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of Ready, Steady, Shit.